0: Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional.
1: have a really important decision to make because i think i found my calling but i'm not sure so i need to bounce this off of you all before wait is it is it
2: being a dog trainer no
1: no it's better (laughs) than that it's better than that so i i mean i've been doing it because that's the only thing that i've ever known and then i saw this article this week that apparently there are humans who dress up in panda suits to go track down (laughs) pandas in the wild that have oh, no. had ships put on them you know to keep up on them and i i it looks like my perfect job because i know i look amazing in a panda hat right it's true, it's and true. i there the one thing that i don't like is that apparently they douse the costumes with pee, with panda pee before they go out to, to <laughs> you know to attract the pandas but i'm sure that's something that could be worked out in salary negotiations Oh, oh for sure. my god So I I need to know, is this is this the right decision? Because, you know, I I don't do anything that's important in my life without running it past the three of you.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, I want to know just how do I sign up? I'm like already there. Like, where how do I sign up for this?
3: Will you vote for me if I enable this terrible decision? Like, will, you, will you put a bumper sticker, Brianna Wu bumper sticker on your car if I say yes?
2: No, no. I think that what Steve would do would be he would actually dress up in a panda suit and whenever you talk, yes. he would hold up your for Congress, which is awesome looking, by yeah. the way. He'll hold it up. I mean, presumably if I took
1: this job, I'd probably be able to borrow the band, the baby pandas on weekends to, you know, lend you for your rally because I'm I'm sure there would be no problem with that whatsoever. You know, you just check them out like, like, you know, games from GameStop. You know, I would just check out a panda. It would be fine. Well, I tell you, the da- problem
3: with Stephen Lynch is I've never heard him talk about pandas ever. No, He's very vulnerable mm-hmm. on this panda issue. Yeah, he definitely. doesn't believe in panda equality, which we covered on the very <laughs> first episode of sure? I yeah. I believe in panda equality, unlike my opponent.
2: That's, <laughs> and that's a voting – that's it. That's 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 the end. That's just – you win right there.
0: I think, Steve, this is mostly a good idea. My only concern is – that you might actually, you know, terrify your family members because these panda suits are like something out of a horror film that are they, I are they? feel I've seen before. Yeah. I, yeah. uh, oh, I got to look at it now. Steve, Steve, yeah, they're, yeah, they're like the link.
1: full, you know, like the like the Minecraft creeper suits that they, that they have where it zips up over the face. That's what this is. Yeah.
0: Like pandas are fooled by that. I think pandas oh, dude, are not I'm as intelligent
1: as I thought they were. They do kind of look like zombie pandas. I will grant you that. With shoes, but... You know, I, Micah, I, don't know. I
3: have to ask. You sound like you've been on either a three-day bender or you're sick. One or the other. Like, are you it's, okay today? Yeah,
0: it, it's the latter. Yeah, it's oh, okay. the latter.
3: You uh, haven't been out like hitting all the clubs up in a <laughs> Central Time Zone. Like,
0: no, no. I wish, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah I don't. I don't know, Micah. You seem to know a lot about these panda
1: suits. Did you just go off on some sort of a bender and end up in one of these panda suits, and that's why you're able to speak about them so authoritatively?
0: Um, does the Fifth Amendment no, right
1: there's No, fifth, the, there's no Fifth Amendment in Disruption Land. That's been struck out of the Constitution.
2: <laughs> oh, well, we in that
0: case, also no. <laughs> I just wanted to sound cool and say... You know, I, I can't confirm or deny. We're, uh, so okay.
1: were you at least up all night playing Zelda on your Nintendo Switch? Does That would be a I legitimate not, answer. I was
0: not, but that is a fantastic segue into our first topic, which is the Nintendo Switch is here, um, and... The reviews for it, as we kind of talked about the pre-reviews, were a little bit worrisome, and the full-on reviews included some some more worrisome uh, mentions of controllers not syncing properly, and uh, other bugs, and I talked to uh, our, my colleague, well, Georgia and I's colleague, Russell Hawley, um, who does a lot of gaming coverage, including the Nintendo Switch, and he actually told me that he is, as a Nintendo user, kind of used to these sort of botched launches or launches with lots of lots of flaws. And I'm curious um, what you all think, especially Brie, who I hear canceled her pre-order for the Switch. I did. I did. I did.
3: It, it was on
2: you know, me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes Georgia
3: so a lot of people don't know this, but i i don't make my own decisions. I run everything past Georgia to uh, she's we've entered into a legal trust where she uh is this shadowy force behind the scenes no um um you know honestly, like I was really psyched about the switch i'm still psyched about the switch, but my read about everything i've read um as an engineer um i don't read these as software. Issues. I read this as a hardware issue. So just to catch um, listeners up, uh, you know, the issue is if your Bluetooth controller has an issue with line of sight between your hand and the control and the, the console, uh, your Bluetooth connection will continually drop, which sounds like a signal problem. The other problem they've run into is power, uh, the power brick uh, inside the uh, switch itself, sometimes getting locked, and then you have to like put it on the floor and wait for all the batteries. To discharge until uh, you can turn it back on again. So <laughs> I, I read, you know. Like, I can't accept that, uh, you know, the buying games online is going to be a little buggy for a while, and that's fine. You kind of expect that going into this. But it's kind of like, uh, you know, Mac first-gen hardware. Like, remember when they put out the Mac uh, Retina MacBooks and the first line was a disaster, and then the second year was actually very, very good? Um, I'm kind of just going to give it a few months for Nintendo to shake out their production, possibly take hardware to a revision B, because... I really think at this point you're risking uh, being part of a recall, and there just aren't enough games to, like, rush in headfirst here.
1: Yeah, and it's not like you can take it to the Apple Store and just get it swapped out either if there is a problem with it. Exactly, yeah. And, and, I mean, even absent the hardware issues, I've been thinking about a lot of, like, the little complaints that people have been bringing up, like – um, you know, there's no video services on it, which I don't know that you really need it or not, but and that there's no virtual console and that there's no there's no way to pair a Bluetooth head headphones to the device, which is kind of. Um, it's kind of inconvenient if you're putting it in the dock and you're like four or five feet away, because that's kind of these things that are kind of standard features on a modern console. And it feels to me like Nintendo really is trying to get this out as quickly as possible. They're putting out like a minimum viable product. And then they're going to add a lot of these features in probably the ones that can be added in software as they get around to it. Because at the end of the day, you don't need to be able to watch Netflix on on the thing, but you do need to be able to play Zelda. So (laughs) uh, it feels like it's missing a lot of it's missing a lot of features that a lot of modern consoles have. But they feel like things that could be added later on the same way that the PS4 just added the ability to, like, connect an external hard drive two years later. Right, But that said, it, being someone who already owns a Wii U and being somebody who, in general, Zelda's just not one of my favorite series, like, it, it just felt to me like I could wait for a few months also, both for these hardware issues that are cropping up and just for them to get it into a spot where it feels like it's more worth my money to purchase it. Like, I've, I've been part of a number of Nintendo launches over my years, and I've never been happier being buying a Nintendo console at launch than waiting like 6 months and then getting it after all the issues shake out.
2: Mm. So it almost sounds like Bree, you're saltier than Steve on this issue. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not
3: salty. <laughs> I mean, I'm not angry about it. Um, I just read this is it's sounds like just a hardware blip getting it out the door and honestly, I mean, just being really straight with you Georgia, I mean, I Came in today, I woke up this morning, I ran to two campaign events, I'm about to do another radio interview after this, then I jump on a train to New York to do the New York Times. Like, honestly, like, I don't have time to be playing Nintendo Switch right that makes now. makes sense. It's a, it's a low
1: priority <laughs> for
0: me. But you so, could be playing um,
1: Zelda on the whole train ride down to New York.
0: Milk, yeah, I could the cows on the, yeah. on, the on the train. Yeah, while i driving. She's saying
2: it's not good enough. Is really what she's saying is that I, it, it you have to up your bar if you want Bree when she's running for Congress to be playing your games. Yeah, Nintendo.
3: I, yes, Georgia. <laughs> a, I'm sorry. Did I say something else? I meant I wanted to mirror what Georgia just said <laughs> on the <this> show today. <laughs> up your game, Nintendo. Yeah. I love Canada. That's my message.
0: Oh, wow, Dal, uh, you've got some uh, some serious power there. Okay,
3: okay. So, wait, before we move on. Okay, so hardware issues aside, you know, that what I think is really exciting about the Switch coming out, like we lead with bad news because we're, <laughs> you know, we're news, but we'll talk about yeah. the good news. Zelda Breath of the Wild got universally amazing freaking reviews. Polygon that is true. gave it a 10. GameSpot said it was one of the best uh, classics ever made. And the formula of it really seems to be uh, it's the hardest Zelda ever made, but it really kind of uh, is sort of like a Dark Souls in the sense that they don't really um, hold your hand or give you tutorials and you've just got to figure stuff out, which sounds terrible to me. (laughs) But uh, everyone that's been (laughs) playing it says it's uh, really, really good. So, yeah, I want to hear from Steve, I know you'll have opinions on this, but I want (laughs) to hear from Micah and Georgia, What do you guys think about what you've read about Breath of the Wild?
0: Uh, For me, uh, as I mentioned, growing up, I loved 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 zelda and i ended up putting the kibosh is that the term put it i ended up stopped playing uh zelda because of the whole situation where my little brother kept erasing my game over and over and, <laughs> over, and over and over again uh which just broke my heart too many times that it was just broken in a million pieces and zelda just you know brought up bad memories but he was just kind of trying to get you used
1: to disappointment on the, on the hands of nintendo micah that's what he was trying to do you're
0: right you know he's really doing a <laughs> service there. Uh, no, don't give him that credit. Uh, so I, I love Zelda. I love I love the whole story. I love uh, the characters. I have always enjoyed the, you know, playing and, and rolling around and slashing my sword. And um, I always like Wished that I had a little fairy floating around with me. Um, I thought that would be cool, even if it was a little mean at times. Anywho, my point is anytime I see a Zelda game uh, be successful, it always makes me very happy and does make me, uh, which is very rare for me, like want to play the game. And hearing that this, like hearing the Really positive, not just, you know, oh, this is another good Zelda game, but really positive reviews on this. Um, Makes me excited, A, for, you know, Nintendo's ability to continue to make awesome games like this. Also to potentially, you know, at some point find a friend who has a Switch or get one myself so I can milk cows and play Zelda. So we we shall see if that happens. But, yeah, I'm really thrilled that uh, this is getting such positive reviews.
2: George, what do you think? It it looks like an absolutely amazing game. I I think that that would be and uh, what like Russell and other people said that that's almost like worthwhile just to get the Switch. If you really love Zelda games, it's like a four hundred dollars Zelda game. Um, it's not enough for me to play. Like I might I might like you know hack up my Wii so that I can play it on there, but uh, I wouldn't get the Switch to that. But I'm really happy that they have a great flagship game to launch the system on. I think that for a lot of people, this is what they're uh, hoping for and waiting for and really excited about. I think that the issues that they have with the console itself are really a big deal, and I find it disrespectful for Nintendo um, fans to to have launch something that has so many issues right out the gate. If you've seen the CNET video about them <laughs> really Ugh. complaining about this kickstand, which is, like, way too far but hilarious because, like, it's not that bad. But it just shows how people can get really angry. We're used to, I think, a different standard of a product to come out when you launch it. And I don't appreciate being used as a beta tester.
0: Yeah. Ooh, that is a good one liner. It's not
1: terrible of them to do that because they know that they have some, um, tolerance from the people who are going to buy this thing at launch. Like you're, I don't think there are very many people who are expecting this to be a PS4 now.
2: But don't you think that people are, are expected though to like, like just be able to be used it though? Like,
1: yeah, I mean, I haven't, I've seen a lot of people tweeting about it. And a lot of people have, uh, over the last day or so that we're, since we're recording this. And other than some complaints about like the screen scratching very easily, like our friend, Mm -hmm. friend of the show, Kevin Larrabee was saying, you really need to get a screen protector on this thing because the, the, the glass is not anything close to Gorilla Glass and it scratches really, really easily. Um, uh, yeah, that's but, a
3: non-starter. Yeah,
1: wow. yeah. Well, with with three uh, excitable puppies in your house, I would imagine that's probably not a great uh, not a great scenario for you. Same thing for me. Mm. Um, with when three, did you get puppies? No, <laughs> I, well, I have three three animals <laughs> in my house who just happen to be children. But uh, <laughs> but at the same time, I I think that you know there's there's a lot of people are looking for the Switch to prove that Nintendo understands what is involved in making a modern console. And... I think that's where some of the frustration is around some of the decisions, like tying the contents of the SD card with the saves on it to an individual console when they're when it's very likely that you're going to have more than one of these. And, you know, tying what? The,
3: what? Yeah. very likely you're going to have more than one of these. What?
0: Yeah, that's the argument. If you're, if you Who's going to buy
1: more than one freaking Nintendo Switch? In my in my family, I could see eventually owning more than one of these. I could see that the kids really. Mm hmm.
2: Because they'll each want one. They'll fight over the screen if they
1: they'll don't. F- yeah, or they'll want to play multiplayer games together on their own screens. They're they're touting this having multiplayer capabilities on multiple screens. It's They're designing the thing to be owned by more than one person in a family. And so not being able to share those save games or, you know, tying – all of the purchases to one device, even if it's to the account, so at least you can re-download them, are are frustrating decisions. Oh, but I'm Steve,
3: you know. no, I'm sorry, I, got, I can't <laughs> give that to. Yeah. You.
2: That is, I could hear, that is, I could hear you, Bree, in the background just like yeah. bursting, bursting. It's like, hold okay, your back, Micah. Any other
3: game system. Like, uh, I've gone through and I've altered Final Fantasy saves for PS4, PS3, and Vita. Those are encrypted. Like, this has been an industry standard for a long time, and, like, expecting Nintendo not to do that for some weird parental edge case, like, come on, that's not fair criticism. It's not, not
1: but cross-save has been a thing for years. Right? It's, it's not no, – a and cloud no, hasn't been a thing where, for years. Where, is
3: it, where has it been a cross-save, a cross-system thing? Like, are you talking on Xbox? No, I'm
1: talking about PS4 like, and Vita. That's a, absolutely a thing. And even if you have – there are people who even own like multiple Xboxes in their households, like where each person gets one because they want to have separate accounts to play to online. It's tied to a
3: gamer tag account, yeah. and that can go from thing to thing, but it's absolutely tied to one system, and then – yeah. I mean you've got to sign in and you pay for it. And you know, like the cross save between Vita and PS four and PS three with Final Fantasy X uh, HD, like that's going through their own proprietary clouds. I'm right. sorry, I don't <laughs> think this is fair. I, okay. there's a lot of fair critique here. I don't think that's fair.
1: Okay. I mean I I I can see your I can see your point of view from that. I, I think that okay. as far as the I mean, it seems like if you're saving it onto an SD card, the save games. And you take the SD card out there 's no reason to necessarily have to tie that to I, I understand the purchases It seems like overkill to tie that to a particular system when you can just pull it out and plug it somewhere plug it in somewhere else but in any event. So, the reason uh, yeah. is
3: because that would devastate gameplay. I mean, think about this. So say um, Animal Crossing, right? This is a game you have to invest a lot of time into to really open up the whole town. If I could go onto the internet and just download someone else's save file that's not even encrypted to the same username, then mm-hmm. that's all that would happen, right? Like, yeah. I would do that cheat, and I would do it for Final Fantasy, I would <laughs> do it for Final Fantasy Explorers, I would do it for Final Fantasy Fifteen. That's just, it would break the entire system if it's not encrypted Encrypted via a specific username, so hmm. I just okay. uh, I, I can't agree with you on
0: this. Okay, all yeah. right, that's that's interesting. On um, on Wii, I used to play Animal Crossing with my siblings, and I would always uh, we'd save the game to the SD card. Um, I'd plug it into the computer, and we had some editor program that lets <laughs> you like drop stuff onto the map, so you could have all the items you wanted. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, that certainly like the the reason we were playing it was, you know, there are different reasons to play. It's kind of like The, the Sims, but yeah, I could see how that could definitely ruin some more uh, competitive games and things like that, where uh, you you certainly wouldn't want people just going in editing. Yeah. I, I do want to say one thing. Um, I have seen a lot of people kind of uh, cast aside the not cast aside, but kind of sort of make excuses for the fact that the launch was not great by saying that, you know, these Nintendo people, they're used to this and they know that this is the thing. But I can remember the Wii, uh, the, yeah, the Wii getting sold out. And most of the time, people were buying it for their children. Uh, I imagine that that continues to be a thing where people do buy these consoles for their children, for the family. And, you know, I've seen like lots of photos with little kids in front of uh, the new uh, Switch. And so if you have a system that is having a lot of flaws, I don't know that it's enough of an excuse to just say that, you know, well, this is just how Nintendo does and it's okay. Like... Kids can 't troubleshoot in the same way that adults know how, and there are lots of adults who are just buying it for their kids don 't have any intention of playing it themselves so what what about in that situation? you know uh, somebody who doesn't necessarily know that, oh well, I bet if I just leave it on the floor overnight and let it power down and and restart that 'll flash the system or something um i think that's a bit of an issue because if it's a non like if a kid gets it and can't play it on the first day you have some serious uh potential whining happening so i think that's a that's a problem huh
1: I'd argue that if we were having this conversation in November, if they were launching in November, that would be more of a concern. I, I think that the, t- the marketing that they've been making for this has been more towards the adults who have grown up with Nintendo than towards their kids, as a very sharp contrast from something like – specifically like the 3DS. And I think that most of the people who are buying it at launch are, and are waiting outside in line for it at launch are probably buying it for themselves. And so I, I don't – I. I'm sure that they're probably sharing that with their kids, some of them, but I would expect that if you're a parent who's on top of this, you're probably buying it for yourself and maybe your kid is interested more than you're buying it specifically for your kid like it was going to be a Christmas present. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, yeah. Um, We should move on, but before we do, I want to tell you about our dear friend's at, once I find this page, Squarespace. Squarespace. This episode of Dis- yeah, there it is. This episode of Disruption is brought to you by Squarespace. You can Squarespace. enter the offer code DISRUPTION <laughs> at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. Oh, didn't happen that time. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store where you sell skins for your Nintendo Switch. Maybe you want to create a portfolio where you show off all the skins you've created for your Nintendo Switch. Or maybe you want to create a blog where you talk about the skins you've created for your Nintendo Switch. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install. You don't have to worry about patches. You don't have to worry about upgrades. Squarespace takes care of all of that stuff for you they got award-winning 24 7 customer support if you need any help they let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name and all of those award-winning templates are incredibly beautifully designed so you can show off your nate your next great ideas i friggin love squarespace as i have mentioned before i've got like three or four sites running on it super awesome super easy also lets me customize things if if I like, which I really enjoy. Uh, if you are wanting to check it out, Squarespace plans start at only $12 a month. And you can start a free trial, no credit card. Just go to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, please do use the offer code DISRUPTION because you're going to get 10% off your first purchase. And you will, of course, be showing your support for our show. We thank you, Squarespace, for your support. Squarespace, make your next move. Make your We're next
3: website.
0: <laughs> uh, Can I also, say
3: something for our next topic? Sure. Yeah, please. Squarespace, 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 Squarespace. <laughs> I came up with that on my own without any outside influence. Uh,
0: I would love to go to whatever like award show there is for customer support. Cause I always hear award winning customer support and I'm like, is there like a Grammys for customer support supervisors or something? And you had the best call with this person. And, and there's like a trophy that's just a phone. I think that'd be great. Uh, So moving right along, um, there was uh, some news being made uh, recently about how uh, SpaceX – was going to be sending people oh, to God. the moon. Uh they're basically launching a tourism venture in 2018 where folks can pay to go to the moon, which sounds really awesome. Um, but then we have to think about how private companies are getting a stake uh in one of our satellites that that border or that you know that literally orbits around the Earth. Um, and Brianna was talking about how, you know, there are certainly some concerns that... We need to think
3: about some stuff. We need to think about some things, Micah. So, look, I read this story at 1 o'clock in the morning, right? Like, I, I can't sleep. I read this. I send out a few tweets. And, yeah, I'm basically talking about how, like, look, you know... I am, I I was, my very first experience with leadership was being shuttle commander at space camp, right? Like it's, it was this um, experience that really taught me. I had it in my blood to like lead a team. So I'm very passionate about space exploration. And something that's been very frustrating for me personally is seeing the United States Congress completely abrogate our duty on space exploration. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think it's, It's a a shame. I think it's like a, a detriment to mankind that, you know, we deprecated the space shuttle recently. And now the only way to really get to space is with rockets. Uh, you know, the manned uh, mission to Mars is really far behind. So this is personal to me. Like if I'm elected to Congress, I'm going to really, really fight for space funding. So, you know, I'm happy that SpaceX and other places have stepped up the the slack and are, are working on this. But, you know, the all the coverage I read in Wired and other magazines was like, oh, look, rich tourists are going to get to go on this hijink <laughs> up in the space. And That gives me pause because I'm thinking about from a policy perspective, right? Um, You know, the moon rests above the Earth. It has a ton of tactical value that we really need to be thinking about. Not only can you uh, create all kinds of medicines that can't be created on Earth in zero G, you can create them uh, more purely in space. You can mine lots of minerals. Uh, there is a tremendous uh, capability on the moon to send out transmissions towards Earth. So you can not only, like, destroy satellites that are orbiting the Earth, but you can block communications. Uh, and then, you know, there's the, the, the case about orbital bombardment uh, from the moon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you send um, a giant object like... Um, a really big uh, part of rock that you might mine out of the moon and then hook it up to retro rockets and send it into the Earth's atmosphere. Like, this is how the dinosaurs were destroyed, right? Now, if you're talking about something more tactical, like aiming at very specific cities with um, you know, chunks of rock from the moon, this is not like this is something is entirely within our technical ability to pull off because our guidance systems are so sophisticated today so my mission was my message wasn't i'm terrified of spacex up there my mission is Look, because we don't fund NASA as Americans the way we should, we should really think about giving a private corporation carte blanche to do that work when we don't. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for American security? What does it mean for you know, the American ability to go colonize new worlds? like, what does this mean when we're laying a private corporation basically take us into the next stage? I think that's scary. I mean, can I get some consensus here? Like, is, are those reasonable statements? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's
0: the thing. I, I I just have to say, like, what you're saying is not wrong, and that is something we should be concerned about. And even at the base level, like, we sent people to the moon before. Why, that was really awesome, and we should keep doing those kind of exciting things. That's what I, I don't get, because we're going to break Into I'm sure Brie in just a second to talk about how uh that was kind of received by certain groups of people. And I'm still just kind of flabbergasted and confused how there's even any uh anything to be upset about in the first place because this is just something you do have to worry about.
2: And have the discussion about.
0: Yeah, I think people generally
1: think that they're more intelligent than they are, and then when they (laughs) see something that doesn't jibe with them and they're like, No, you're just you're just being neurotic, like you're like you're not you're you're overthinking it and i think that we we tend to just do things a lot of the time without thinking through the consequences even right. if they even if there's a small percentage like maybe you should just at least have considered it and know what you're going to do if something happens but we don't even do that we just do things and then we worry about the consequences later so at least like bringing up potential consequences even if there's if it's a small percentage chance isn't something to be ridiculed necessarily
3: that's my job as a legislator. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, is to think about things. You're Georgia, supposed to see around right? corners. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's the problem is that we we have no longer allowed people to have dialogue. I I think that the the problem, you know, everyone, you know, you could be right, you could be wrong, but have a discussion so that we are educated about where we're going to go forward. And I think that the problem is we've become so reactive that we've shut down proper dialogue. And then we've scared off other people then to do that because it's a it's a control tactic, right? If you get attacked for speaking out differently from what the group sync is, you get attacked, then there's less chance of other people also speaking out. And so I think that it's a really huge issue. For, for many people that have diverse, different views. And the problem is is that diverse, different views are really important for our survival as a species. That's the same reason why we have genetic diversity, is that like inbreeding is so bad for a species because if there's a problem, that one problem gets replicated and then we end up with an entire set of species with the same problem and it ends up um, parasitizing them and paralyzing them. And so I, I really find it sad that we can't have dialogue anymore without it becoming... This really uh, going down to our base levels of, I wouldn't say character assassination, it's almost like you are made to be shamed for thinking something different, and it's in such a public, hurtful way, and it just destroys discourse.
3: So, you know, in Georgia, she was hinting to this. But what happened is I ended up uh, for most of this week, I've been under my campaign for Congress has been under tremendous assault. Uh, you know, it started with uh, the Washington Times writing just a ludicrous article that doesn't identify me as a congressional candidate or software engineer. The thing they lead with is a transgender rights activist, as if that's all I do, or that's the one thing you define me with, which is very important. But let's, Let's, let's be honest about what that was about and, the and quotes, you know the, the quotes, quotes around things yeah like, they put yeah. quotes
0: around everything and that just ugh. It,
3: it was it was it was character assassination and you know, the washington times is owned by the reverend sorry, Bree, Sun do Young. you think that yeah. sorry
2: if i may ask just do yeah. you think that they were doing that purposely to undermine the argument before they even got into the argument
3: I think the right-wing noise machine has made an operation for years and years and years of assassinating the character of people on the left. I think they did it to Bill Clinton. I think they did it to Howard Dean. They certainly did it to Hillary Clinton. Um, You know, this is how they operate. They've gone to Elizabeth Warren, who's awesome. And they took like, uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren, I don't know if our listeners know this. She heard stories growing up that she had some Native American blood in her family Mm -hmm. and has... Talked about that openly as like support and like this is a story. And now you have people like Donald Trump calling her Pocahontas, like making fun of the fact that she she heard a story once that she has. So this is what the right wing does. So yeah, Georgia, I think that they basically took um, a tweet out of context and made it sound like I'm some idiot that thinks if you drop a rock on the moon, it's not going to fall back into the moon because of uh, you know the way orbital mechanic uh, gravity works. Right. Like I was talking about dropping an object into the Earth's gravity well, which would be devastating if it were of enough size to not get burnt up on reentry. Like you'd have to have retro rockets, of course, to guide it down uh, and you know, kind of position it. But like we have rocket technology to do this. So that's the headline. Like, oh, they the science party is too stupid to know how gravity works on the moon. Oh, Brown Woo thinks corporations are going to destroy us all with moon rocks. And it was in Washington Times, which is this far-right paper owned by the Reverend Sung Young Moon of the Reunification Church in North Korea. You know, It happened in, uh, I I assume it happened in Breitbart. I know it happened with Heat Street. Uh, Federalist uh, Slashdot went after me. So it's just been, it's really weird because Because we we all saw the way the right wing kind of goes after Hillary Clinton, right? And it's truly bizarre to see, like, you know, I'm used to, like, the Gamergate version of Brianna. And now I'm getting, like, the the right wing version of Brianna uh, on Fox News and the like. So, you know, I I knew that when I ran, I would have my character assassinated by the right wing. I mean, that's what you're signing up for, sadly. But it's just, Georgia, I got to tell you, it is... It's hard not to take it personally, if that makes mm-hmm. sense to you. And I think I'm no, pretty thick skin at this point, but they're it's really, just like they're really yeah. meaning
2: it personally. It's not. Yeah, they're not. They're not saying I disagree with your views. They're they're pretty much going out there saying there's something wrong with you, and that's that's a real. And um, we spoke before about uh, on a different podcast, Mike and I, about like Twitter and and the mute tools and all of the issues and problems with that. It, it's like. People are, are maybe thinking, you know what, I, got, I had this person talk to me once and it was okay, I could brush them off and it's not that big of a deal, you just don't listen to it. To have it happen day in, so like you end up getting your defenses up and to be able to do that once or twice is okay, but to have it happen constantly, it's it's really it's really quite debilitating to have that be an all the time thing because then you're second guessing yourself at a constant rate and it's it's exhausting.
0: Oh, I was just going to say uh, the, the thing that bugged me the most is like they they just automatically assume ignorance because what you said like there was nothing wrong there were of course there was there was no inaccuracy in what you said, but they automatically assumed that whenever you were talking about dropping rocks, you meant directly from the moon's surface, so those assumptions there were just assuming ignorance that didn 't exist in the first place, and it like it's different between saying something and in what you said it's factually inaccurate versus just assuming that you don't understand how it would work that exists outside of the exact statement that you made if that makes sense like but that's it's what worse me the than most. that
3: micah it's worse than that because if they'd read the very next tweet underneath it i specify and say by the word drop i'm talking about dropping an object into the earth's gravity well you know like it's right there underneath it It's clarifying the point, but they are deliberately taking what I've said out of context and changing it to make it look bad. It's exactly like what happened to Al Gore when he correctly took credit for, he said, you know, I took the initiative in funding the Internet. Um, And then they changed that in the RNC change that wording to create it (laughs) and all of a sudden like it becomes a lie that everyone believes that al gork said he created the internet that's exactly what they're doing to me here and it's just freaking bizarre
1: guys and and it takes advantage of the fact that nobody that uh, and nobody especially a lot of the people who will listen to what they're saying don't want to spend any time looking into it further and asking any questions like they're they don't they they're going to they're not even going to click on the tweet to see if there's another tweet in the thread or if there's an article they're not going to read past the headline they're going to look at whatever was in that 140 character tweet and then run with it and it's it's so It's frustrating just on an intellectual level, like, that you can't have a discussion because you can't even – like, 140 characters is almost never enough space to get, like, a coherent thought with context out. And it's it's, it's so – I think this is one of the things that – I mean, this was happening before Twitter, but this has certainly been exacerbated by Twitter that – you can't get a thought out and, and have any substance behind it because by the time that you're getting to that point, you're, you're out of space, and then they take whatever your summary is, it doesn't make sense to them on a surface level. Nobody clicks on a link or, or thinks about it and asks any questions and says, oh, that's ridiculous, that's stupid, and, right. and then starts making fun of it. And we can't ever have a conversation about anything if all we're doing is relying on the space of 140 characters.
3: What what really frustrates me, Steve, is the understanding how much this harms democracy. Because, I mean, all of us have really sat there, and I know I am constantly frustrated as frack when politicians are out there and they don't talk to you like a normal human being talks. Like they talk in this very safe, distanced, hyper-messaged, um, weird style. And the thing is, we create All of us here, we create this environment where we kind of, you know, make it impossible for a politician to succeed if they're not hyper-messaged and careful. And basically Hillary Clinton, like Hillary Clinton did not seem like a real person because she was so hyper-messaged. And the other part of this is... Guys, I'm going to – I probably shouldn't say this. I'm going to say at this point of running for Congress, I've met a lot of politicians at this point. I've met a lot of people in my party. I've met a lot of Republicans. And I have to say a lot of the people that are in power are not great people. Like they are weird and they're (laughs) not – I mean it in the sense that they're not so focused on – personal power that they're not thinking about the people, right? Like they're so focused on protecting everything around them. So it makes it impossible for normal people to run for office. Like me, I am beyond aware of my flaws as a person, right? Like I am... I mean it have been very well delineated elsewhere, so i 'll let other people do that i 'm a flawed i'm a flawed person right but i'm also someone that's really had enough and is running for office for the best reasons and it is i don't know if someone that hadn't been through gamergate could really put up with all the b s you have to deal with if that makes sense mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah i mean i i couldn't imagine running for running for any elected office because I just wouldn't Psychologically, I don't think I could put myself through that on a day to day basis. Like I, I, I have so much respect for you being able to do that, especially with what you've ar- already been through. And I'm sure that you know that's hardened you to some extent. and That's, but it's also like well, it's broken me. Yeah. It's broken
3: me. Yeah,
1: and and it's like you look at any sort of an election of the, over the last decade, and it's like why would you you have to basically be so committed and so, uh, you know, dedicated to your principles to want to put yourself through this knowing what's about to happen. And I think that does keep a lot of people from running for office who may have good ideas and may be able to fix problems that we have because it's just not worth the personal price to go through to, you know, to just get yelled at on a day-to-day basis and have to deal with all the stuff that anyone who's running for any office deals with.
3: You guys saw the story this week where, um, you know, I was talking about this. Someone, uh, my new house, where I don't talk about where it is, but they had um, basically followed me all around town. They had taken pictures of my husband and I at movie theaters together, they'd taken pictures of me at um, movie theaters. They had um, you know, taken pictures of me uh, meeting with potential employees at different restaurants around here, and then I w- and then emailed it to me anonymously. You know, and the the message here is super clear. Like this mm-hmm. person is saying to me, yeah. "I know where you live." Yeah. And then I woke up uh, this week and I saw that my window had had a rock thrown through it. Um, yeah, this is not a very subtle message. And it's worth saying I can't know for sure how that window got broken. I can't tie it directly to Gamergate because I, you know, it's not on any of the security cameras. But yeah, the fear, the psychologically damaging environment that's created, that's very real for me, right? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to push past that.
2: Yeah. Uh, there's such a there's such a huge pro- problem. And, you know. No matter which side you go on, you can see it everywhere where people, we just, we attack without thought. People can be wrong. People can have differing opinions. And I think that, you know, we often spoke about how Brie was right about Which You know, it wouldn't matter if she was wrong. Why can't we say something and have a discussion about it without Mm -hmm. constantly being in the fear of, am I facts right? Did I say everything perfectly because I'm going to be attacked, attacked? For, for maybe not knowing something, maybe not having an opinion for all the way this sounds, because it's it's just going to stop people. People are going to become, as Bri had said, just really, really careful, and then non-real, and they're not going to be able to actually share things and just talk about things so that we can have an open discussion to that. And now we have gotten to the place where we're going to try to intimidate, we're going to try to disrespect, um, beat people into submission. And it's it's across the board, and it's Absolutely, it's just so damaging for democracy because many people would say, "Well, why go through that? Why would someone want to go through that?" So then we end up with people that would do it because they're power hungry and it's worth the cost to that, or um, you know they have some sort of personal gain that's in it, and that's really not what um, politics should be about. It should be about serving. It should be about caring about trying to make this world a better place and trying to get the most opinions possible through the process.
0: To, to constantly face these challenges on things. That, I, I want someone who is just a normal person who has conversations about shows they're watching or things that are in the news. Well, maybe not shows they're watching because we see how that works with the president we have, but things that are in the news. And it's Better than just having, like, um, if, if we're talking about Twitter specifically, having a Twitter account that just sends out a sentence and a link and it's talking about, like, their next rally or something like that. I think that it's great having a person with uh, personality who's willing to have discussions and uh, talk about stuff and just be a human like all of the humans that uh, you know you're you're supposed to be uh, representing in. How the, about in somebody the that can?
3: How about somebody can just talk about issues and be wrong?
0: Can yeah. listen mm-hmm. to an
3: argument and have a discussion and can change their mind? Like change I've done their that. Mind, how, yes. how many hundreds of times have I done that on this show together? Like yeah. routinely, it's just how I think. Uh, you know, there's part of. Steve, you know this. Like the engineer mind says there's no ego involved in being wrong. It's about finding the right result, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is – I mean I think this is – a. I think that we need more engineers in Congress because we do think differently than lawyers. I just – I don't know. I mean I'm going to push through this. You know, like I know they're going to bring it. Um, I, I still have to do this. I have to do this because I just, I will not be able to sleep if Donald Trump is tearing our country apart and I'm doing nothing. So you know, like um I'm all in on this, but it sucks guys. <laughs> it's it terrible must so suck.
1: I mean and this environment is for an engineer is really like it, that's this is the worst possible environment because I mean, what is somebody who's technical who likes to, who enjoys fixing problems right and yeah. likes to build things? What is the one thing that they do not want to spend their day doing, arguing with people who don't understand what they're talking about and are telling yep. them that they're wrong. And and so if that's like 90 percent of the job, good luck. Like, there's no way it's not even that it's a matter of like what they're going to what they're going to have to face personally. It's just that they're not going to get to spend the time doing what they want to do. They're going to spend this time doing this exhausting dance over and over again and not getting anywhere. And you just you're not going to get people through that way.
3: Mm hmm. All right. So let's close up yes. the show. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So uh, we got a couple of voicemails this week, and Michael will tell you where you can send those at the end of the show because I don't have the number in front of me. But, um, so we got two voicemails, and we'll, let's play this first one here.
4: Hey there, Team Disruption, it's Morgz here from Australia, Koala General, hashtag mm. the invasion is coming. Uh, <laughs> just a follow-up from last week's episode. Look, if you ever need anyone to come on your podcast because Steve is not salty enough... Uh, I am backing up Steve last week calling this TV box thing that pulls all your devices into one thing uh, the most ridiculous piece of technology <laughs> I've ever heard about. And uh, and I was someone who used mobile me, okay? So, you know, um, <laughs> if that's anything to go by, I just think this is a, an indicator that we have lost our way <laughs> quite a lot. And... And it costs $400? US dollars? That's like a million Australian dollars. I mean, (laughs) this is just ridiculous. Um, Anyway, love the show. Hope you're all well. Peace out from Australia. Evasion is coming.
2: I love the little bit of an ominous threat. There's an ominous so, threat there. Yeah, he
3: liked this show, but he's also taking time to threaten us. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm tired of people spitting on Mobile Me. Okay, Mobile <laughs> Me had problems. I still use at me addresses, and I I tell you, like Mobile Me was like. You know, it was like loving Tiffany's I Think We're Alone Now in the 80s. Like you knew it was bad, but your feelings are real.
1: (laughs) Well, Mobile (laughs) Me was like the Nintendo Switch launch for Apple. That's what that was. So there you go. Uh,
0: So koala invasions, unacceptable. I don't want those chlamydia-carrying, smelly animals (gasps) in the United States. Oh, that's Um, harsh. It's it's the truth. It is. It is why koalas are terrible. Um, th- yes. Well, and they also growl in this sound that's not you human. Do, you do uh, know, Mike,
2: Had we known this before you became the next host? <laughs> it's
1: koalas. It's not pandas. Uh. See, I, I think you're missing an opportunity to dress up in a koala suit
0: and douse yourself in koala pee and trap these rebel koalas. I think you could be a koala freedom fighter. I will lure them into my koala van. Um, so, What? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, it's,
0: you know, like and dog we catchers. we got the
2: title, everybody. We got <laughs> every the title. Show, every show so far for the past six shows, there's been something. I thought we were going to make it through without something really creepy <laughs> happening. <laughs> And now no, we know this, that this dog is, Catchers like, on have the side, a dog van. They,
1: uh, I this this cool is why we, we are cool, like the, the, the show that Relay doesn't talk about. Like they keep <laughs> us true. off in the corner. They they keep us sequestered from everyone else. <laughs>
2: why don't we
3: have more
1: advertising? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah the
3: flagship of Relay. <laughs> Of the relay food uh, shower. So, so since we're already Micah. talking
1: about weird and creepy things, uh, we have further further <laughs> hey questions now. about about hey Micah's, uh, Micah's weird habits. So let's let's go through that now.
2: Hey guys, so I have a technical question for eating food in the shower. So is it just not a problem to get like a whole bunch of water on your like teeth or like teeth? Like is that just not a problem or is there like a way around that? Uh, anyway, love the show. Bye.
0: <laughs> All right. Here's the deal. Uh, <laughs> Steve is going to include. So, so Micah has a whole PowerPoint presentation prepared. Yes, uh, I'm flipping through the slides. You can't see any of them. No, I, I have a diagram that uh, perfectly <laughs> shows how you how one dines on pizza in the shower. Now, uh, there, there's there's just something that needs to be made clear, though, because I've had to make this clear with many people uh, who have suddenly taken an interest and mostly a disgust in my shower eating is that you are greatly overestimating the penetrative properties of steam. Steam does not get food soggy in half a minute, and you can – eat food without it even being affected by the steam that's in the shower for, I don't what know, like 10 water. minutes before it's ever oh God, a deal. What
2: about the water? There's water the in water, the shower. You're not just sitting is. in the shower, just are you? That's the thing.
0: The, the diagram explains it because you... So The, the shower is behind <laughs> is you. The shower, do you water... You a, my, do you really oh, have a diagram? I do, oh, he totally yes. has a diagram, Georgia. I he's, do.
1: Tweeted his, he's tweeted his diagram several times now. It started to become a problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, And I'm fairly certain Charles has also tweeted my diagram now yeah. so it's a double problem but the this is gonna be is like his twitter you. header image soon it's putting down water on your back and then you are holding the food in your hands in, and the water's hitting your back, and that feels great, and it's a steamy shower, it's wonderful, you're warm, you feel good about life, you're eating, it's just all good, and your food doesn't get wet by the water, and then it also doesn't get soggy because of the steam, because it takes a while for steam to get into the food. And I would never take that long. in order. Yes, and now the, the diagram has been posted in the, uh, the Skype chat, oh, so I've, everybody I've turn to, to page it. one, diagram A, and... That's your answer. (laughs) So Georgia, Georgia, I know that as uh, uh,
1: so Georgia, I know that as a licensed therapist, you're not supposed to, you know, diagnose people on the show. But can we make some sort of an exception here? Because I feel like there there needs to be some sort of a of a professional intervention in this in this scenario i
2: don't know i just keep on thinking that maybe like you grew up with like a lot of family members that would steal food and this is the only place that they <laughs> like, take it. i don't know oh my like, gosh like, like i fantastic.
1: i grew up not no before i knew any better being served spaghetti with ketchup instead of tomato sauce like Ew. i will admit that on the show and but i i
2: eventually
1: grew up out of that right. and realized that I was doing terrible things to my food and then no. went and bought a jar of ragu. Of course, then, like I, did I didn't this then as a child. think to bring it into the shower and boil the spaghetti in the shower with me. See that, you know, that maybe that would have saved me some time. I don't know.
0: But- See, so you got it. You got it wrong there because you that, that's assuming that like this was a thing that I did as a child and just kept that habit. Growing oh, no, up.
1: I'm sure you came up with this all on your own. I'm not putting any aspersions
0: on your parents. It's <laughs> yeah, not my parents' fault. <laughs> Leave my parents out of this. <laughs> now, if water gets
2: on the food, you still eat it is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> if soap got on it, then I wouldn't eat it. But if it somehow oh, well, that's got good. wet, I'm glad there's go, a, a line. A-Line. <laughs> yeah, soap is the line that I draw. Uh, and like one more thing to clarify, because I'm just going all in on this. People have kind of thought, well, good golly, you must be super busy that you feel like you have to overlap <laughs> tasks like eating and being in the shower. No, no, I sometimes no because you make can't really point.
2: shower well while you're eating. Exactly.
0: No, it's this, a, it's is, a stages this is a deliberate thing. choice. This
1: is not like a life hack. This is whatever the opposite of a life hack is. <laughs> this is the opposite of life hack.
0: Stage one is eat in the shower. Stage two is wash your body in the shower. You so you see, don't do I both can, at the same I time. I can
2: actually, though, I, can, I, I have to say, I, I'm going to give, Mike, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a bite. Wow. Not much, but just a little. Because I could completely have a drink and some, like, grapes or something or apple slices in a bathtub, like with those mm-hmm. little tiny trays. And read and chill yeah. out there. So I can, I can kind of get it. But you see, you're standing in the shower. It seems like so much work trying to hoard your food from the water. Um, <laughs> so I'm not. I I'm still can't get. We're gonna have to discuss the whys as why 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 did you you loved shower? You loved food, and you figured it's like peanut butter and chocolate. It was like a Reese's Pieces peanut butter cup waiting to happen. Is that what
1: talking tell me about maybe. tell me about showers when you were growing up, Micah? But
0: we'll have to do that some other time
1: because yeah, we I'm, are I'm running out of say time.
2: something
0: here. Okay. Oh golly, no! I, I was hoping to.
3: Micah, I, I feel like I can. Unveil the slogan to the public. Brianna Wu, you're kind of asshole. Okay? That's <laughs> something we're thinking about putting on bumper sticker. We're not, but we are thinking we're about it. We were thinking about it. I, I don't it. feel like I can comment on your shower stuff. Like That's what we call a lose lose situation in politics. Like, I, I
1: actually I think, I think just the act of going and eating in the shower is a lose lose situation, but that's my own personal opinion. My opinions do not represent the campaign for Brianna Wu 2018. Why is Brianna Wu a
3: Associated with Micah Sargent, the <laughs> known shower eater, notorious shower eater. There was okay. I just then it's going to be your diagram, Micah. It's going to say the future
1: that liberals want.
2: <laughs> so, oh my God! Someone so, please wait, please do so, wait. So, wait. We need to get a proper word for it. So, a shower eater. Would that make it a sheeter?
1: No, no. That's
0: a little no, bit too no. close to other things you do too too
1: in the bathroom, far? Georgia. That's
2: too
0: far. <laughs> I hope someone out there will please retweet my diagram and, and say the future is a liberal's. What I will, I will love that. Anyway, um, we do need to wrap out, wrap up the show. Um, but before we do, I'm going to lob in one last thing to say that NPR now has done an investigation to see if showers make oranges taste better, and this just came out a couple days ago. No, literally yesterday. Um, so there you go. My movement spreads, and soon you will all be eating food in the shower and i don't want to hear anything else uh if you'd like to get in touch, you know what micah
1: is- micah the, the government has told me that the press is the enemy so i find that this this uh, oh, evidence wow, is, is not Steven. is not effective
0: Wow, Stephen. If you'd like to get in touch uh, to shout at Steve or ask more questions about my shower eating, please don't. Here's how you can do that. You can call us at 508-418-3532. You can also tweet us at underscore disruption FM. Please be sure to use the hashtag disrupt me, uh, or you can send us a direct message if you'd rather keep things private. As usual, we will default to anonymous, so please let us know if you want us to use your name in the show. Uh, Uh, Go ahead and give the review, uh, give us a review on iTunes. If you're looking for show notes, you can find us at relay.fm slash disruption, where you'll find links to all of those things, including my diagram or in your podcast app of choice. If you're looking for me online for some reason, for more diagrams, you can check out www.chihuahua.coffee, which has links to my Twitter and Instagram and all those other places. Uh, And Steve, if people are looking for you, where can they find you?
1: Well, you'll probably find me in the dressing room trying on panda suits for my new work attire
0: or yes. you can find me on twitter at wicked good and Bree, if people are looking for you where can they find you
3: find me in district eight or you can find me <laughs> under the unusually feisty Twitter account space cat gal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> also support Brianna.com, correct
3: yes if you want to donate to our campaign uh, we're in the middle right now of hiring too new people onto our staff uh, I am not going to win if I don't have people uh, you know working with us to uh, you know, basically fund us so we can uh, get people working for my campaign so if you can do a recurring donation to our campaign it will help a lot guys like the stuff we talk about on the show every week like economic uh, quality, mental health issues, you know, uh, LGBT rights. Like, come on. Like, you know I'm going to be better on this than pretty much anyone else there. So I'd really appreciate your support. And that's at supportbriana.com.
0: Awesome. And last but certainly not least, the queen of the dash and the underscore Georgia Dow. If people are looking for you, where can they find you?
2: Uh, They can check out anxiety-videos.com or, of course, on Twitter. It's at Georgia underscore Dow
0: awesome all that's left is for steve to say that thing he says every week so steve take it away go we're done get all your food away
1: from micah's shower go (laughs) bye